Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. I'm so proud to be part of a church. (laughs) It's so generous. You know, we just had... uh, It's amazing how choked up you can get from uh, something like that, like a movie. Um, We just had a parade go by last night. I don't know if anyone saw it. That's pretty cool, eh? It's a big parade, Christmas parade. Over 200 people came by, and all we all we did was open up our patio and uh, let people in to be warm. But man, it was just it was so impactful and so encouraging. So. Yeah, we're just starting, and I'm, my eyes are already sweating. Sorry. Um, talk about unexpected things. You know, we know in this in this season that things might not always be all calm, <laughs> but they can be bright. They can be bright, and we know our our light shines the brightest in the darkest of places. And I just want to encourage you and and thank you. For being a part of this family because God has already done so much but if we're, we're just getting a glimpse of the gifts that he has for our family and for our community and and we know in this season that there's going to be conflict whenever you bring a bunch of family together <laughs> and have gatherings somebody's not going to agree about something but we can agree that God sent his one and only son as a gift for all of us. That he came, he died, he rose again, he's coming back. And he is alive and active in all of us, even today. But I want to encourage you that when, when, when confrontation comes your way, when, when conflict rises up, and it will, that you show compassion. And you realize how good you really have it. Because even when things aren't working in your life, God always is. He is always working. And he's got you. Even when you don't see it or you don't feel it, he's always working all things together for good for those that love the Lord. So if you've ever received any unexpected news, this message is for you. You know, um, it may have interrupted your plans. How about an unexpected announcement that caused you to take a different course of action? You know, one minute we can be planning a celebration and then the next minute we are asked to carry out a task that might require changing your outlook, changing your location, Right? And laying down your plans for something greater. Something beyond just yourself. And sometimes what, what seems like a burden can actually be a blessing in disguise. We are entering into the Christmas season and, and as we do so, we're already making plans. I don't know about you, but I'm making plans. You know, not just what I'm going to do, but who I'm going to spend it with in the next four weeks. There's going to be gatherings, there's going to be parties, there's kids' concerts, and they just come up out of nowhere. I don't know who's picking those dates, but 
you just got to stop what you're doing and go to it. You know, there's, there, there's shopping. Some of you guys that like shopping, God bless you. You know, there's dinners, there's, you know, volunteering and meeting the needs of people that need a helping hand. And, and we know, like we learned, when we open up our hand and we open up our heart, heaven opens up his hand, right? Isn't that beautiful? And so we, we get to be a part of that. And we plan our ways. And if we are willing, God will direct our steps. Sometimes finding uh, Christ in Christmas involves looking in those unexpected places, right? Places that you didn't think that he would show up. Places that you didn't think that where he's already calling out to you. You might find him in, in spaces and places that aren't ordinary. Not the way that everyone else pictures it. It's through generosity, though, that we find God. But it doesn't always come wrapped up in a bow, does it? And it doesn't always come at the time or the place in which we planned. He will show up in the little things, in the lowly places. And where we least expect it. And although plans can suddenly change in the season, we can find peace. And so I want to go through the story of Christmas, starting in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 1. So if you got your Bibles with you first, why don't you just hold them up? Nice and high, even if they glow. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> and I encourage you to follow along and, and, and don't just take it because I say it. You know, get in the Word for yourself. Go deep. Why don't you turn to at least two people and tell them to go deep? Yeah, you can still go deep in that seat, okay? Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere and just right there. We're going to go deep in God's word today. And um, if you got you version with you or if you don't got it with you, why not? Open it up. You're going to find my notes right there. You can follow along. Um, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. And most importantly, I hope you will take it and share it with others. What was that? Write it down. Write it down. Make it plain so those that read it can run with it. Habakkuk 2.2. Right now, so we're going to start in uh, verse 28. This is when Mary gets the news that she won the lottery. You know? No? You don't know what I'm talking about? Well, you'll find out. Luke 1, uh, verse 28 to 29, uh, and I think it'll also be on the screen for you. It says, Then the angel said to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favored. Can you imagine an angel just showed up like that and starts shouting in your face? <laughs> the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Let's talk about the unexpected delivery. You ever gotten an unexpected delivery? Something show up at your door and it didn't even have, sometimes it has your name on it, sometimes it doesn't, and you're so tempted to open that package, but it's not yours, right? And sometimes you get something with your name on it that's not yours that you wish you never even opened that you just need to return to sender, right? We've talked about that, right, Still, <laughs> Yeah, but... When we get unexpected news, it usually involves unexpected words exchanged with others. And we're trying to communicate, well, at least I am, over the Christmas season, um, Christ in Christmas. You know, like he's the center of it all. He's the reason that we celebrate. And in doing so, you know, there's usually an exchange of not just words, but of gifts, 
right? And, and for those of you that are really um, into um, Christmas cards, greeting cards, any show of hands, who loves to do the Christmas cards? Okay, you will be doing my cards and you will be helping me, <laughs> okay? This is something I struggle with, right? Um, because words are powerful and, and I want them to be meaningful. There's a lot of people that mean a lot to me. So ask my wife. It takes me a long time to get my, my words out the way that I want to say them. But can you imagine if, you, you know, we all started sending out these greeting cards with, greetings, you who are highly favored. I know, Cam, you'd love it. You'd get it. Um, <laughs> You know, but but some people when they when they would get that, you'd think like, what are you talking about? What do you mean highly favored? Okay, is that just your Christianese kind of word going out there now in your greeting cards, or what do you mean by that? Like, um, what do you want from me, Pastor? <laughs> and, and unfortunately, that's kind of the world we live in. You know, people aren't used to getting praise, right? without thinking that you're expecting something of them. In this case, um, the Lord was expecting something of Mary. And, um, but I think for Mary that, you know, it wasn't just the delivery of the angel giving the message, but she's being called out, you know, highly favored. Like me, favored? Favored for what? Right? Favored for what? Why me? And I think some of us, sometimes when, when, when someone gives us a word or speaks something over us, we even have a hard time receiving it. Like, you're favored. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the Bible says. But no, no, no. You have a great calling on your life. You know, something bigger than just yourself. And now is the time. And when I coach, one of the things I help people when discovering their dreams and making it a reality is, is ask the question before you move forward, you know, um, what's the worst thing that could happen if I do this? But what's the worst thing that happened if I don't do this? You imagine if Mary didn't follow through, not like she didn't have a choice, but uh, <laughs> you got to look at, you got to look at, there's other people waiting on you. Just like people were waiting on Mary, there are so many uh, people waiting on you and God wants to use you in this season to show compassion, to show generosity and don't count yourself out when God has already counted you in. Come on, that's for somebody. That's for somebody, write that down. And, uh, you know, we look at the word favor, we might throw it around loosely, but the, the Latin word, the origin of it means of goodwill and kindness. Check this out, you go a little deeper. It means also to shine and glow. What? That's cool, right? So in Isaiah 66, verse 2, the Lord declares, check this out, these are the ones I look on with favor. Come on. Those who are humble, contrite, which means submissive in spirit, and who tremble at my word. Okay, they're humble, they're submissive, and they tremble to the word of God. God is looking for those things in us, right? In uh, verse 30, the angel says, uh, says to Mary, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and you will conceive and give birth to a son and are to call him Jesus. So first of all, we got the unexpected delivery and now it might be unexpected directions, okay? So one minute, if, if, if you read in the... Um, the gospel according to Matthew, get a little, even a little more context, but Mary was planning a wedding. She was engaged to a man named Joseph. So one minute she's planning a wedding, the next minute she's planning a birth. Okay, that was a, whoa, that went real fast, right? We're not even married yet. And it sounds a little like putting the cart before the donkey. 
Yeah, that would be the biblical one, right? Cart before the donkey. But talk about just a slight change of, of plans. And not only will you give birth to a son, but you're going to give birth to God's son. Wow. Uh, but don't worry, you know, you don't have to do a gender reveal or pick out a name, it's all done. You'll have to do the balloon thing. Congratulations, uh, Delton and Kat Harrison, by the way. They are having a baby boy. Child number two, baby. They do our, they oversee our family ministry. So if you're wondering, yeah, we celebrate people in this house. So, uh, but yeah, they don't, you know, Mary doesn't have to do that. No gender reveal. No, no. What's, what's the name going to be done? Okay. This part's already taken care of. And if you notice, this wasn't an ask. This was an announcement. Hmm. Hmm. You ever had somebody announce something over you and they're like, are you asking me or are you telling me, pastor? Like, are you like, are you calling me out or calling me just to step out? I'm calling you both. I'm calling you to step up and step out. You know, this is an announcement. Thus saith the Lord. You are appointed and anointed. <laughs> and you must go because the calling is so great on your life. If you don't step out, who else is going to miss out? Right? And people need uh, generosity now more than ever. Generosity is the gospel. People need compassion now more than ever, you know? And how else are they going to know him but by your love for one another? That's how they're going to know him, right? And so Shar and I uh, um, were first talking about marriage and having kids, kids one day. We never planned on having kids before we got married. And we didn't. <laughs> Pause for effect. Um, <laughs> and in Mary's day... Um, it wasn't a good thing. It was actually uh, punishable by death in Judaism. And I mean, it's, that's how far religion can go and where you can miss relationship. Um, but others, and if others found out that she was pregnant, she could be dragged into the, the street and stone. But what happens when you're given unexpected directions that could even lead to death, right? This was, this was Jesus's call, the cross, you know, him being born to this earth was to be a sacrifice for many, for all of us, right? And we don't always look at it that way that, oh, you know, these instructions I'm going to give you, you know, you might have to go through the valley of the shadow of death, but fear no evil for he is with you. You with me? Okay. And, that, and that's how it is. You know, like God's directions don't always uh, take us through the most desirable places and hence through, okay? Through, not, again, we don't camp out, um, what did Coach Rodney say the other day? Don't make a cabin in the valley, or somebody said it. It was great. You know, you were never meant to just stay in the valley. You're meant to go through the valley, okay? So, and that's Psalm 23, verse 4. And that we need to trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. And, you know, if we acknowledge Him, put Him first, He will make our path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. So, Unexpected directions from God can lead also, though, to unexpected deliverance, right? We get so caught up uh, in the unexpected um, directions sometimes that we take our eyes off of the deliverance, right? The delivery, you know, it's like, oh, I mean, I've never had to carry a baby, but being next to someone that has, I can tell it's a lot of work, looks like a lot of work and a lot of pain, right? Of course it is, <laughs> right? And then you actually have to deliver the baby. That's another story. But man, you know, it's a lot of work for us, man. We got to hold that hand and, and cheer them on. And sometimes our hands get really sore and cramped up from 
But man, we do it together, honey, you and me. But <laughs> keep the music playing and give her the ice chips and whatever else she wants, ice shavings, and, and run out and get the food at weird times of the day. Anything for you, babe. But, um, but again, it, it, it's the outcome, right? The outcome. Like, what's, what, you know, what's the outcome going to be with your generosity? What's the outcome going to be with your compassion? Christ. Christ is the outcome. Um, and so we would receive this um, deliverance through the delivery of Jesus Christ. That's the deliverance that we receive. He's the reason that we celebrate in Christmas. And so if you look at uh, verse 32 of Luke 1, uh, angel Gabriel said, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give him the throne of, the, of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants when forever. His kingdom will never end. Never end. He will be great. You know, you always rise to the level of your greatest expectations. And not just the greatest expectation. I would say you rise to the level of your greatest revelation. I said to the men this morning in our Bible study, I said, you know, so many times, especially in this season, we're looking for other reasons why it's not going the way that you planned and, and hasn't worked out or you're, maybe you haven't been in this stage of your life where your, your financial freedom is or you can't get the gifts that you wanted to get and all that stuff. All these other reasons that we get caught up in in the moment and we're asking God you know, for a reason when he says, no, 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 no. I got something greater for you. I got a revelation. The revelation that I sent my one and only son and that whoever believes in him will not perish. I have a revelation that I am Lord. I am your source, your provider. I have a revelation that I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's more important than you getting caught up in your own reason. The reason always has been Jesus and he is the true revelation. You with me? Okay, good stuff. So, so, you know, I think of Mary and I think about going in this next season that, you know, I believe that there's something that all of us are going to birth. You know, there could be a dream, desire, passion, a word that God has given you that's been spoken over you, but now is your time. Like going into 2023, you need preparation. You need to get ready, but you need to be willing. You need to focus on God's will more than just your wants or your way. You with me still? Okay. So if you're with me, say Amen. Right, we're doing good. So it may have to come at an unexpected time or an unfamiliar way for you in this season because why? God is doing a new thing. Can you not see it? Isaiah 43, 19. But it was always meant to bring God glory. I'm telling you this. Don't misinterpret the purpose of it because those desires, those dreams, the business, everything that God has placed on your heart was to glorify him and to help others. Okay, so that's just where we go back into alignment, where we need to know that God wants to give you the desires of your heart, but he's got a purpose for it that's greater than just yourself, right? That will bring hope, that will bring healing, that will meet the needs of your household, yes, this church and this community, and for some of you, for the nation, for some of you worldwide, right? And we want to get behind that. Uh, but you need to know that it's not always going to come in the way that you planned it and in the time in which you planned it. So we need to understand it's always been about the gift. 
And it's what we do with the gift that we don't take that gift for granted. It was always meant to bring glory to God. So when you get a glimpse, just a glimpse of his glory, I'm telling you, you will trade in all of your wants for his will, right? Have you ever had that? You get a glimpse, you see God, and it might be through healing, it might be through brokenness in your family, through relationship and, and restored relationship. We've seen testimony after testimony, not just of physical healings, which have been just absolutely amazing. Glory to God. It's nonstop healings in his house. Praise the Lord. We're, we've seen people having trouble see and they're being able to see again. We've seen people that had chronic back pain, pain leave their body. Like those are amazing things. Like God cares about you in the physical things. And he also cares, cares about the spiritual side of things, right? He knows that, that he wants to spend eternity with you and he was created to have relationship with you. So in doing so, we need to realize the purpose of the gift and that that his presence comes with peace and comes with joy. That's the purpose of it. So we seek first the kingdom of God, then yes, all things will be added unto us. Matthew 6, 33. But sometimes we can find ourselves, let's be honest, just have an honest moment. We find ourselves um, without peace because we're too busy trying to pick up the pieces of our life, the pieces of our past. Especially like, and the enemy has a way of doing this that, you know, you've been healed of something. He tries to remind you of your past pain because he tries to get you to, to look away from Jesus. Just like Peter, when he got out of the boat and he was on the water, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was above the water. But when he looked at the storm, he began to sink. And the enemy always wants to remind you of your past. And I always encourage people, every time the enemy reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. You need to look forward. You need to keep your eyes on Christ in Christmas and look for opportunities. And don't catch yourself saying, well, God would never do that or he would never uh, move this way or that way. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is or so he becomes. For life and death are in the power of the tongue. See, he reigns over all, like we read in the scripture, and his kingdom will never end. Although, honestly, at times we get caught up building our own kingdoms. You know, we want to be kings and queens of our, our own kingdoms, and um, especially over the holiday. But newsflash, the word holiday in its original origin, the word actually means holy day. Holy day. And we're trying to make it a holiday. It, you got to know that it is a day that was meant to be holy, to give him glory. It's his day. It means it's a day to bring God glory and honor and reflect on the true meaning of Christ in Christmas. A gift for all generations to come. Peace on earth and goodwill to men in whom his favor rests. That's Luke 2, 14, by the way. And then in verse uh, 34, Luke 1, 34, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, and the, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Wow. Joseph, you're not getting any credit. So just before this, 
uh, Zachariah, his wife Elizabeth, who happens to be the cousin to Mary, is, is visited by the angel Gabriel. And the angel tells Zachariah, who said he was a righteous man, he served the Lord and was obedient, both him and, and his wife Elizabeth. Um, Zachariah goes into the temple and the angel shows up there and says, hey, you're going to give birth to a son. Sounds familiar, hey? And starts giving the instructions. And Zach, he says, how can this be? But, okay, you got to pay attention here. Mary says, how will this be? And Zach's like, how can this be? And the scripture says that he had unbelief. And because of his unbelief, the angel shuts his mouth. Oh, it's so good. Shuts his mouth so he can't speak until his son is born. By the way, his son would be John the Baptist. Okay, how many of us sometimes we just need the Lord to come in and shut us up so we don't speak negativity, that we don't have a miscarriage on a miracle? Because of what we're speaking with unbelief. So he says, so he says, how can this be? Mary says, how will this be? Ooh, give it up to the women of God. So when we seek God's will, that's when we find the way. When we seek the Father, we find the Son. The who is always more important than the want. God's will is more important than my way. It's not what you ask, it, but it's, it's also how you ask it. Ask all the ladies. It's not what you said, but how you said it. Right? It's like what we heard the other day. Rex said, if you ask stupid questions, you're going to get stupid answers. Right? You ask silly questions, you're going to get silly answers. If you're going to say things like, oh, why do bad things always happen to me? They don't. They don't always happen to you. Instead, what if you asked, how is this happening for me? Because mm. if Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for good, for those that love the Lord, you see what you perceive is what you receive. It's not just what you say, but how you say it. If you respond with faith and you respond with obedience, then you will receive a better outcome. Finally, unexpected descendants. Man, what happens when you find out that that news doesn't just gonna affect you, but affects so many others? Generations, not just your lifetime, but others. Others' future. Have you ever um, discovered that you had a, um, a distant relative or, or a, a cousin or a family member, a great-great-grandparent that because of the decision they made and the steps that they took has a direct effect on where you're at today and where your family's at? Everyone ever found out, did a little tracing? Yeah, it's amazing. And we're seeing because of relationships, families coming in, receiving Jesus. And we know that, well, wait a minute. And where it hasn't even been in the past, but now because of you, generations will be blessed. Generations will be healed. Generations will have Jesus in your genealogy. Like how amazing is that? We, we don't just sow into the now, we sow into the then.
to the future. Our prayers doesn't, don't just affect now. It affects so many others. The prayer of a righteous person will prosper. Come on, they echo throughout time. I wouldn't be here. I can tell you a true story. My grandma Funk, love her, when she was here on this earth, I was studying policing to be a cop. I was studying hard, but every time I'd go home to visit my grandparents, she would always say, Matthew, I am praying that you don't become a cop. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Right? She knows. I believe God can show her. And, but she was always praying for me and that I would serve the Lord. I'm like, not that I, I couldn't serve the Lord becoming a, a cop or a policeman, but he had other intentions to take that and use it for pastoring. And, and, and again, I want to encourage somebody because sometimes like, oh, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing. No, I actually went to people in the church. I had this amazing God encounter in a victory church and I was ready to drop everything and, and just be a missionary, whatever I had to do. I didn't want to be a pastor, by the way. And, uh, and God's got a sense of humor, right? But I went to the elders of the church, the wiser people in the church that, you know, in leadership. And I told them like what I wanted to do. And they said, you know what? No, I, I, I don't think that'd be wise. I think you should continue to do what you're doing and serve the Lord with all your heart right now where you're at, right? And you don't have to worry about chasing your calling because your calling will find you. You know, your calling will find you. And I didn't know this, but all the stuff I took was dealing with people in crisis. And praise the Lord because of it. I, I've been a bridge where people would come to me where they wouldn't go talk to a cop, <laughs> but they'll come to me. And where I, I can help people in this season that I might not have been able to help in that season. So I just want to encourage somebody today. There's always a bigger picture and we are all part of a bigger picture that affects so many others. Um, so when, we, when you receive that unexpected call, which you have if you haven't yet, um, you will probably get caught up in conflict. That's one of the things, if, if you allow yourself to, but conflict will come. Calling does not come without conflict, Okay. So don't buy into the false belief that, okay, I got Jesus now. I'm stepping in my calling. Everything's going to be great. Wind on my back. No, read your Bible. Jesus' disciples, they didn't have less mess. They had more mess. They didn't have less problems. They had more problems, right? And I think if anything, Jesus' presence showed us that he didn't come on this earth just to fix our, our, our problem, but to fix our perspective, right? That we can find peace in the midst of a storm, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, he says, for I have overcome the world. Just keep going through it. Anyway, Ephesians 2.10 says, for, for you, say for I. For I am, I, I, I'm God's workmanship, workmanship. I was created in Christ Jesus for the good works, which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk with them. Colossians 1.16, for in him all things, say all things, all things were created, things in the heaven and things on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have, be, have been created through him and most importantly, for him. Know the purpose of it. Let's go back to Luke 1. Uh, verse 37 and 38. For no word from God will ever fail, Shar. No word from God will ever fail. Thank you for praying over us in this church for many years. 
You know, Shar, before we got here, she was part of a prayer team and they would pray over every chair and pray that God would fill this house. And last week she came to us in tears because God answered her prayer. Last week we had a full house. People are being healed. No word of God. And that was a word that was spoken over this house. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. I am. Would you stand with me? The Lord put this on my heart this morning. Again, if you know in the two most powerful words in the world are, I am, right? It was the very description that, that, that God gave Moses before he went to speak to Pharaoh. And when, when Moses, with his stuttering problem, was telling God that he's not good at speaking and questioning about who God's going to send, he says, he says, so if I do this thing, who shall I say is sending me? And he says, say, I am is sending you. Okay, it's powerful powerful how many times we bring up that life and death are in the power of the tongue and we don't see it sometimes that his he goes by the name i am he is everything that you are not but in in the midst of our conflict in the midst of confusion and he's not a god of confusion by the way he's a god of clarity but in our feelings sometimes we own feelings and we turn them into words as if they are facts but they're not the facts are that you are more than a conqueror. The facts are that you are the head, not the tail. The facts are that you were created in the very image of God. So don't get feelings mistaken for facts. God's word. And he says, I am. And all of a sudden it hit me this morning like a ton of bricks. Would we think sometimes we're just, we're just like, oh, well, it's just me. You know, if I say I am tired or I'm not good enough, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're saying, you're literally taking God's name in vain. God isn't tired. God is more than enough. God, are you with me? He's your, you're speaking his name and you are created in his image. So if you're going to use his name, I am, you better use it to bring him glory. Come on, you with me? So I just encourage us in, the, in this season, if we're willing to, to lay down our way, you know, make an exchange. It's a great exchange for our way, for his word. Oh my goodness. His will? His will is that the none should perish. Right? But all would come into repentance into his family. To have your future come to, to the fulfillment of God's plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and, and give you a future. Imagine if we continue to take whatever unexpected news when it comes in an unexpected delivery and look for God's direction. Imagine the impact that we could have on our family, on our hearts, on our home, and even generations to come. You see, because Mary's unexpected news was necessary for an expected deliverance. They were waiting for him. They just didn't recognize how he came and the way that he came. The takeaway that I have for us today is unexpected news may be a blessing 
in disguise. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that we have so much to be thankful for. We thank, we thank you that, that your word sets us up and sends us out. We thank you, Lord, for your love that never fails, that we have that. And Lord, I pray that we would take that, not use it and abuse it, but that we would share it in this season. Help us to shine bright. Help us to see you in the most unexpected places and reflect the gospel through generosity. Amen. You know, I want to share one last thing. Um, you know, I asked my wife about this because it's not something that we've done traditionally here in this church. But I said, hey, growing up, did you did you ever do the Advent uh, candles? If you're wondering why, why is Pastor Matt so many candles today? He just needs more light to shine bright. Um, but so we went back and forth a little bit on it. You know, we do, for our kids, we do Advent calendars. You know, we do chocolates. And it's, it's a way for parents that, you know, our kids aren't going to always ask us, how many days till Christmas? You know, like, they just go to the calendar, take out chocolates right there. <laughs> and they don't bug us as much. But Advent comes from the Latin word, which means Advent, Advent, Adventus, sorry, Adventus, meaning coming. Coming. And in the, in the Christian church calendar, it is a period of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus at Christmas. It also uh, symbolizes preparation for um, the second coming, that Jesus is going to come back. As I mentioned before, he, he was born, he died for us, he rose from the grave, and he says, yo, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, right? So it's a pretty big deal. I think it's a real cool tradition. So I have one candle already lit because actually last Sunday would have been the first Sunday of Advent. And, um, and, um, and that first candle represents hope. Isn't that beautiful? It, it, it represents hope. It represents the, the prophecy that was given through Isaiah that, you know, like all that was in the Old Testament. You know, like we read, I think it was Isaiah 66. Check your notes, right? That this was going to happen, that a virgin would give, give birth to a son that was all prophesied. And, um, and then week two, look at candles and turn them on like that. Week, <laughs> week two is about peace. It's about peace. And I just, I just think, what, that was perfect. I didn't plan that, but how we could find peace in his presence, no matter what, where you're placed, you can find peace peace in this season. So I, I want to give you an opportunity to, if you're here today and uh, you haven't received Jesus in your heart, where you maybe even going through the motions and maybe Christmas is one of those times that, where you go to church. Why? Because it's the time we went to church, you know, and there's going to be a lot of people coming in this season and it just feels right. Like it feels right that we should be in church around Christmas, doesn't it? Because God created us to be in relationship with him. And, and his word is written on your heart. And so if you're going through any kind of conflict, any kind of un unexpected news, I want to deliver to you um, the, a relationship, and that is with Jesus. That's, that's why we celebrate Christmas. So, you know, Paul said in Romans 10, verse 9, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we'll be saved. We'll be saved. And I mean, I could go on and I could teach and I could give you all great practical stuff, but it comes down to this, a relationship with him. I mean, your whole Christmas is going to be different. For some of you, it's that reset moment. That's a, your, your revelation is the word 
reset. <laughs> right? Reset. Let's fall in line with, with God's will and his way and watch as he blesses you in this season like never before so you can be a blessing. Could we just pray together? Would you pray this prayer after me? Just say, dear Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for this season. I thank you that you come in unexpected ways. And I thank you for dying for my sins. Would you forgive me? Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? I thank you that my past is past. And today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Just stay in the moment. Eyes closed, heads bowed in the moment. If this message spoke with relevance to you in this season, would you just give me a thumbs up? That's relevant to me, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That's God's, it's not for me, that's for you, by the way. That's God revealing his word to you in season, okay? The second is this, all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. But if you prayed that prayer, which you just prayed for the first time, or you're coming back, your revelation was your reset right now. Would you just give me a thumbs up right now in the room? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yes, Lord. Praise God. God, you are so good. Well, we want to continue to just kind of press in and respect the moment. Um, You know, there's been healing in the house and I, and I think the word is out on the street that, you know, healings happen here. Healings happen anywhere, but just so you know, where you go, God goes. Uh, but we have a responsibility to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Whatever we ask for uh, according to his will and he taught us how to pray on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> his will is no sickness, no disease, that we are made whole, that we are not broken. So if, if, if you need... Um, someone to just pray pray over you or lay hands on you. Uh, you can stay right where, you, you can even ask the person next to you just to lay hands on you while we sing. We're gonna worship and sing. And keep singing, keep, keeping your, keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your words on him. And just watch as God heals in the house. But if you, if you did come alone and, and you just, if you feel comfortable, if you'd like me or one of the team to pray over, you can come forward too. And as they're doing that, that's the other thing. <laughs> we baptize here. There's a, there's a tank there. It's full of water. We fill it out of faith. Um, and we do it also out of obedience. Because in our walk with God, once we receive Jesus in our life, that in our obedience, he calls us, he commissioned us to make disciples and to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And just so you know, we've seen healings happen right there in the water. It's amazing. You know, but that's all God. We're just being obedient. We're just his vessels. Um, what baptism means, it means to be immersed. Um, it says that in Romans, when we are baptized, we're baptized with Christ. Come on, Christ in Christmas, with Christ. We go in the water, it represents when he went to the grave. We go up out of the water, it represents a resurrection with him. All that sin, that authority that it had on our life, no more. Doesn't mean you won't struggle with sin or go through some of the darkest valleys, but fear not for he's with you. He's with you. So if you want that, um, you can also come forward. Just, just let me know. If you just want prayer and you didn't want to be baptized, just let me know because otherwise I'm pulling you up on the stage and we're going to do both. (laughs) Is that cool? Okay, let's just, let's worship God. I'll be right there. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. 
If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.